Welcome to BTR News. My name is Scotty Reed, and this episode is brought to you by people, not corporations, uh, those who donate to the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. In this episode, I want to take a look at this recent interview, and it was a very short exchange between Joe Biden and the host of The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, but it is definitely worth breaking down as I know most people are focused on the racial aspect of it and not to belittle uh, how important that aspect of Joe Biden just, you know, some of his um, racist beliefs um, are rising to the surface. It's hard to suppress, you know, your speech when you're that old or your beliefs when you're that old. As they say, you know, um, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And so, um, you know, Joe Biden, to say the least, if if you're not going to say he's racist, then he's definitely been very conservative in supporting uh, what many deem as, as really conservative policies in terms of mass incarceration, uh, hence the name of why I call him Slaver Joe. All right. So but he, um, you know, the uh, Charlemagne the God is actually uh, from South Carolina, South Carolina native. Uh, the Breakfast Club, of course, is based in New York City. But remember, you know, don't forget that Charlemagne the God also endorsed Michael Bloomberg during the primary process. You know, Michael Bloomberg, who was buying up black souls at a clip rate only an ultra billionaire uh, could afford. So, but I'll be stopping this uh, video at different points because several issues were raised where Slaver Joe has always shown a propensity to tell lies about his record and his entire political life, uh, most famously still in a personal speech, a personal speech in nature by a British politician, uh, also lying about, you know, the number of degrees uh, that he had or whether or not he had a degree from a certain uh, interview, something that has been used to try to discredit allegations against him in terms of Tara Reid with a university recently saying she has no degree. You know, that's pretty typical in the United States. A lot of people lie on their resumes about degrees. I've heard several people, and all of them were white. You know, I don't, not to say that black people don't inflate their um, resumes as well, um, but I've heard white people tell me that, you know, they've done that or engaged in that to get, uh, edge and getting jobs and what have you. But I think it's fair to say that Slaver Joe is a stereotypical politician in terms of um, having uh, this character or being a, a liar. Um, but I mean, really, it's not a caricature. It's his character uh, when it comes to Joe Biden and telling lies. Um, now, you know, he's, he's talking like, you know, Trump is Hitler and Trump is not Hitler. Um, we don't see any smokestacks with smoke rising from them uh, with human victims and what have you. He's certainly, in my opinion, a slaver too uh, in, in terms of his support for private prison, um, expansion and financial support from the federal government uh, to incarcerate human beings for civil infractions, especially as it relates um, to immigrants uh, seeking political asylum, fleeing a lot of violence, which is um, a lot of it rooted in U.S. foreign policy in those uh, South and Central American countries, as well as uh, Mexico. But Joe Biden was part of a um, previous administration where uh, they ran on hope and change, and a lot of people did have hope in Barack Obama, but they got very little in terms of change, except for um, in symbolism. 
and what what have you but in terms of basic policy um in all areas it was basically another conservative um in the very least you would say moderate administration and i look at moderates the same way um because of my spiritual beliefs as as what's said about fence riders and you know the scripture saying that i'll spew you out of my mouth if you are lukewarm you're neither hot nor cold that's a fence rider and so when you fence ride on issues like 21st century slavery uh, which is uh, often referred to by abolitionists as prison slavery modern abolitionists today because the 13th amendment never abolished slavery but you know um nothing changed under the hope and change administration okay in fact in some areas it got worse in terms of black wealth it definitely got worse um black wealth um which is the primary demographic black people that is the primary demographic that um uh, we market to um we lost more wealth in history um anytime in u.s history black people collectively lost more help uh, wealth because of that mortgage crisis and Wall Street meltdown, um, which had global reverberations. And what did that administration do? But bail them out. No criminal prosecutions and no bailout for what they was uh, uh, for anyone, let alone black people who lost more wealth than anything. So let's go ahead and break down in this video. You know, Vice President Biden, I've read some of your black agenda and you say that you would decriminalize marijuana. What's the difference between legalizing it and decriminalizing it? Because they're trying to find out whether or not there is any impact on the use of marijuana, not in leading you to other drugs, but what it affects, does it affect long-term development of the brain? And we should wait till the studies are done. I think science matters. I think we got decades. I think we got decades and decades of studies from actual weed smokers, though. Yeah, I do. I know a lot of weed smokers. <laughs> Someone should ask Slaver Joe's campaign why it is couching proposals to maintain the liberal or neoliberal status quo uh, on the issue of uh, cannabis legalization and as it relates to prison slavery. Why they want to couch this under a so-called black agenda? I mean, this to me continues white society's historic and racist association of drugs and perceived criminality with black people in efforts to push for and maintain a prohibition on cannabis. Slaver Joe's central response to the question of the, what's the difference between legalization and decriminalization? And he, of course, doesn't answer it outright. He gives an answer meant to confuse people about decriminalization because it does uh, lead to people being incarcerated and it winding up in prison slavery. Again, he doesn't answer the question, but uh, makes a ham-fisted attempt to dazzle us or blind us with science. Mass incarceration is Joe Biden's legacy, and it makes sense that um, he would do as little as possible to undermine that legacy. Uh, the, the crime bill, Biden crime bill, is it, named that for a reason. The 1994 Biden crime bill, although he has some other bills uh, dealing with uh, lead, uh, criminalization to lead to prison slavery, a.k.a. what people call mass incarceration, that, you know, bears his name. He famously, um, and you can check the facts on this, but he pushed Ronald Reagan and the Republicans 
uh, sitting over there with them Dixie Crafts like Jesse Helms and Strom Thurmond and, and that whole bunch and pushing this mass incarceration, which is really a, a continuation of slavery under the guise of the thir 13th Amendment. But that's his legacy. He's not going to do anything to harm that. You know, that will be admitting that he's wrong and he's never apologized to my knowledge for mass incarceration. Okay, he has earned the label I have gifted him as Slavery Joe. Now, let's look at what decriminalization looks like in the state of North Carolina, where I live, because it varies from state to state. Um, but North Carolina doesn't have a legalization in for any reason, whether it's medicinal or recreation. But in the website Fine Law, it says the basic provisions of North Carolina's marijuana laws are listed below uh code 90.86 uh section possession less than a half ounce misdemeanor two hundred dollar fine uh, of course we know a lot of people uh in impoverished areas try to cope and they don't have money for no two hundred dollar fine and they can't pay the fine they end up in jail it's it's the same as cash bail you ain't got the two hundred dollar to pay your fine then you can go to jail all right um, a half ounce to one and a half ounce, which again is not a lot. You can end up with one to 45 days in jail. That could devastate a person's life, especially if they're a parent, if they are the sole quote unquote provider for that family, the job holder um, in that family. That could destroy family. What if it's a single mom? You know, her kids could end wind up in kitty jail. Or, or another form of slavery in this country known as the foster system, where a lot of children are end up being abused, okay? Um, now, it goes on to say if you got a half an ounce, an ounce and a half to 10 pounds, that's a felony, three to eight months in jail, and a $1,000 fine. Now, a sale, class one felony, but, but not went under five grams, for no consideration. I don't understand what the for no consideration uh, means, but they're, they're saying it's a class one felony unless you're selling under five grams. Uh, trafficking, and now it you know, goes into how you can be charged with uh, trafficking. And it has a note, state laws are constantly changing. Contact the North Carolina drug crime attorney or conduct your own, or conduct your own legal research to verify the state laws you are researching. So decriminalization uh, looks different in different states. Joe Biden in a feeble attempt to once again blind us with science, so to speak, says we're waiting on studies. Well, someone should ask him what studies. Can he cite any studies that's being done right now that he's waiting on to determine the impact of cannabis on brain development as if someone is out there recommending that children be allowed to legally consume because human brains stop developing once one reaches the, on average the age of 26 years old nobody's out there saying a 13 year old should be able to legally purchase alcohol i mean it's a legitimate question in terms of brain development and that's why people cite or come up with these legal age limits in terms of like alcohol. Now, alcohol's legal age limit is 21 years old, which is what, five years short of when the brain stops development. Um, but I don't think that Slavery Joe is going to make the argument that, hey, we should raise the age of, of the legal limit 
to buy or the legal age to purchase alcohol legally. Um, we got too many people dying in college, too many college students dying from alcohol poisoning um, because alcohol is a popular drug of choice among college students. Except for, as some studies have shown in, in uh, states that have legalized that uh, cannabis is more popular and has led to a reduction in alcohol consumption. So, of course, the alcohol industry don't, you know, doesn't want any competition um, whatsoever in, in that regard. But, you know, we don't hear of anybody dying from cannabis intoxication on college campuses. OK, so let, let's take a look at um, what's out there on an alcohol's impact on brain development. Alcohol is a depressant that affects the brain by causing the brain to slow down. Alcohol can affect your child's brain, which continues developing into their early 20s. Alcohol can negatively impact your child's problem-solving skills and performance at school. And that comes to you from an article from Health healthy, uh, wa healthy.wa.gov.org. AU, which seems to be like a, a Australian uh, designation. So, uh, alcohol in the developing brain, healthy WA. Child was being vetted, and a lot of people on social media, they're not too happy about that. And um, it's because they want your running mate to be a black woman. I don't know if you saw the op ed in the Washington Post by some of the leading black women voices in this country. And they feel since black women are such a loyal voting block and black people saved your political life in the primaries this year, they have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. Now, in response to the question about um, or the question to Slaver Joe being asked about reports that Senator Amy Klobuchar is being vetted, which is a lot different than than saying that, hey, somebody's just being considered. We can say that about anybody. I considered that person for about five seconds, and then I moved on. And I want, you know, to uh, put my energy in vetting those who have a real shot. But I also think of uh, instead of referring to people as leading black women or these people as leading black women, what what does that exactly mean, Charlemagne? Um, I, I view the system choosing our leaders as just appendages of the Democratic Party, choosing, chosen by the neoliberal ruling class that finances the party. Um, perhaps former prosecutor Klobuchar's deal to endorse Biden during the primary to help him capture um, to white conservative and moderate uh, women voting block uh, was the vice presidential spot to help her uh, help him perhaps carry some of those key uh, white women votes in these swing states that help um, helped Donald Trump carry the electoral college. Perhaps another prosecutor by the name of Kamala Harris has a deal to become the second black attorney general for those excited by such such titles uh, still in independence of the neoliberal cabal in the dog and fbi that bungled the clinton email scandal and came up with the racist designation black identity extremists and of course uh, new abolitionists those who are against prison slavery and are for its abolishment 
certainly know uh, Senator Harris's record as a California attorney general. And, and perhaps she won't, you know, wants to be Biden's and that's why she endorsed him. Furthermore, a female vice president or a male, black male vice president for that matter, might appeal to some black voters still looking for or looking for another black symbology fix like a drug, but logically thinking people should reject the neoliberal strategy rooted in identity politics and not substance politics in the form of policies to help the masses, like ending prison slavery. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. There we saw in that segment, Joe Biden making comments that has offended a lot of people as if as a white man with a questionable past, um, and not is there's no question the racist ramifications um, that policy that Joe Biden has championed has had on the black community, but um, he is not an arbitrator on who's black and who's not. Again, um, the category or classification of black was created in the United States to justify the enslavement of highly melanated Africans as opposed to uh, continuing the enslavement of Africans and Irish people, people conquered by um, the British aristocrat uh, ruling class here in the colonies. And in order to maintain it, you know, Bacon's Rebellion, where all of the indentured servants, as everybody was indentured at that time, rose up together um, to uh, protest their mistreatment to the planter class or aristocracy. And in order to counter future rebellions, that's when slavery in the United States be became um, tied to one's skin color, um, the invention of race uh, in the United States body uh, politic. But do look at Joe Biden's record. Look at his record of lies. You know, um, he's not even trying to defend some of the stuff that he's done. Uh, he's not apologized for the Biden crime bill. Um, but he has told some lies about it and tried to minimize his impact, like saying that, hey, you know, uh, most people was incarcerated at the states and my bill had no impact on that. No, Joe, we know that your bill provided billions of dollars for private prisons and the expansion of state prisons. So you learned that, that label I've gifted you with, Slaver Joe. Then he mentions the NAACP. Well, the NAACP said Joe Biden's lying again. See, he has a record of telling lies. Um, in a press release, the NAACP, which Joe Biden claimed uh, had endorsed him, Derek Johnson, president and CEO of the NAACP, made the following statement about a remark by former Vice President Slaver Joe Biden during his Friday morning interview on The Breakfast Club. Yesterday, former Vice President Joe Biden made a comment about the NAACP's endorsement. We want to clarify that the NAACP is a nonpartisan organization and does not endorse candidates 
or political office at any level. Persons affiliated with the NAACP at the national, state, and local levels are free to make candidate endorsements in a personal capacity, but they do not reflect support by the NAACP as an organization. And so, you know, Joe Biden continues to lie. He continues uh, to rely on lies and the fact that a lot of people are not going to do the research or a lot of people are are so, I don't know what's the proper term, in fear or rooted in fear. Uh, and a lot of it's media fueled of Donald Trump. Again, Donald Trump is a terrible president and uh, also by the evidence, a terrible person. Uh, but Joe Biden's no better. He's like Trump light. And, but I mean, not really in Trump light when you compare their 30 year records. Again, this is Donald Trump, first time ever holding political office. So he doesn't have much as a record on uh, issues like mass incarceration, like Joe Biden uh, has. But yeah, do check out his record. Um, I'll tell you, now is the time to be agitating and agitating for policies that um, you want. Uh, I'm an abolitionist, first and foremost. Uh, I want an end to prison slavery, which I felt like that was accomplished by uh, Bernie Sanders adopting a prisoner's bill of rights that was put forth by prisoners and abolitionists alike. He simply adopted it, and he didn't adopt everything, but it would have effectively brought an end to prison slavery, the prison slavery that Joe Biden expanded, and that's why I call him Slavery Joe. This is independent black media. Um, it is supported in part by you, the people, with your donations to the nonprofit North Carolina-based Black Talk Media Project. Um, we are not supported by corporations or businesses. Um, we are not like the Me Too organizations and saying we can't cover certain issues or certain people because, hey, we might lose our funding. No, we rely totally on you, the people. If you want to see uh, projects like the Black Talk Radio Network continue, uh, please make a donation today. This has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News commentary. Peace and blessings to all. Be safe.